You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Fate of a Nation, Narm, and the Great War Podcast that tries to make sense of the wonderful world of 15mm wargaming, with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pandas flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures both here and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk, like us on Facebook, and to shop at Battlefield Hobbies, because they are awesome people. Unlike Adam Cox, who always has to be that guy. Fez, and I'm joined by Lee, stuck in a Magatch 22 situation, Parnell. Hello. And Duncan, I'm not addicted, I can cut whenever I want, Gosling. Forward Panzers. And without further ado, I hand you over to Ben, Hobby is Life, Davey, recording from somewhere in the south of England. Ben? Ben? Oh, God. Ben's gone. There are no rules. What happened? <laughs> Forty years of darkness, earthquakes and volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together in that area. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. That's great. <laughs> or we could just talk to Lee, who's going to tell us what we're talking about tonight. I, I just want to now just quote the entire running the Ghostbusters could be far more interesting um, well, whatever we could come up with um, yeah so tonight we are going over how um, Duncan's recently run a tournament and I was foolish enough to playing it at his um, From the Desert with the Dnieper tournament so we talk about that it was mm-hmm. we'll then talk about um, some Fair Nation games we've been playing um, we'll look at the new release in terms of the checks and the polls and then we're going to try a new section readers questions and which we just did in Facebook, so you might have seen that. And then finally, we're going to talk about what's coming up, which is mainly warfare for you two. Warfare. Over to you, Fez. What are we talking about again? I got so so carried away with that intro. Well, actually, I, I should have gone over to you, Duncan. I don't know why I said Fez then. So, yeah, this is, we're off to a great start. You know, clearly Ben, clearly ben was really the glue that held us together on this one. Yeah, so, Duncan, ben, ben is the glue that binds the, the shooting to stop it from scooting. He, he, he is a straight man this show barely needs okay he is. <laughs> um, if you are worried ben's, ben's fine real life gets in the way sometimes of toy soldiers creative distances yeah so we miss you ben yeah right so duncan let's um talk about your tournament yeah well i don't like the word tournament for a start right. let's, events, let's create that there events. There, there were no winners there were only losers no, that, that's not fair. Um, no, it was no, it was, it was more of a, an event, a mid-war event, because um, we've had some problems, haven't we, with the sort of membership around the southeast. Lee, I think it's fair to say over the last few few years, but um, we got Brighton's gutted, yes. <laughs> yeah, but we got um, we got twelve people to attend. We actually had more sign-ups than that. Um, uh, we had a couple of people drop out of the day for um, health reasons. Actually, there was a couple of sickness bugs going around, which was fairly unpleasant um but yeah we had there were 12 people and i think that um university everyone had a good time which is always a good a good synopsis to provide um the crux of it was we were going to do three games of mid-war v4 uh 88 points uh, which is the warfare standard i believe yep. and that's what it's known as now um just so if people wanted to have a, a play and warm up for warfare then that was possible but also we're going to try and keep it blue versus red um we mostly achieved that. There was a, a couple of um, strange Brits versus Soviet games, but um, glossing over that, it was largely uh, blue versus red. And actually, it was quite. I, th- I found that really interesting. Um, just sort of seeing how people. It, it was a different game. I think it's fair to say um, with historical matchups um, than it was versus having to take into account, you know, um, people playing, say, the Brits versus the Soviets, which did happen on a couple of occasions. But the the 
the majority of the time the Brits were pounding away with their 87. Um, so yeah, with the three games were largely split um, red versus blue. We had a mega table, which was three uh, six by four boards all butted together. So it was 18 foot of terrain but then it was carved up into three sections. Um, that was all desert-themed. We then had a separate desert uh, and a separate Tunisia board, and then two eastern front boards. And I think the split was... It was overwhelmingly desert, which... I don't know about you, Lee, but that kind of surprised me. I, I, I think everyone's always always loved the desert. Plus, I think there's got advantage that the books for eastern front have only just come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, we had um, two Axis forces that were going to be for the really that eastern front kind of theming. I mean... Um, yep. We had the Hungarian guy who was going to do Germans, but actually, no, do Hungarians using German lists. Yep. And then Cox's bizarre desert Eastern Front hybrid, we all oh. beat him with um, tele- telephone directories um, later for. <laughs> yeah, or Grey Dianas. Grey Dianas. Grey Dianas, make a great band name, but not this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Coxer, why did you do that? Because he's Just that cause... guy. He loves yeah, it. He... He's, he's going to get a lot of uh, he's going to get a lot of hate on this, which is not fair to Coxa because he's, he's a generally a nice guy. But uh, but yes, that was not the thing to do if you wanted to get a fair no, he, from us. <laughs> he, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's the kind of guy that smiles at you whilst he's kicking you in the. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it was um, it was it was good. Um, and actually, I think like I said, the the, the historical matchups did prove quite interesting because the the armor wasn't there a lot of the time. We were talking about most of the time the front armor five being. I would say the sort of high end, uh, he says, having taken the tiger himself. But um, aside from that one aberration, um, I think that it was predominantly, yeah, between I, three and five, the armor. I was enjoying it because almost all the Axis forces were basically um, light tanks with big guns. And you know what? Anything bigger than a 3.7 is a waste versus my honey Stuart. So you spend, <laughs> you spend those points, Bill, that kill me utterly three times over. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think we should probably give a shout-out to um, a couple of people. Um, Martin Turner for turning up with his 90th light. Um, yeah. It's a lovely-looking list as well. Um, there was uh, Rex, Rex uh, King, uh, who turned up with Shirley King, his wife. Rex was running, was it an L6 scout company? He was running, so was, uh, basically, I think, two L6 scout companies, yeah, plus a whole, yeah. a whole, basically, the entire contents to Brook in um, four, two platoons of captured um, 25-pounders. <laughs> so yeah it was quite it was quite cool um we had uh quite a few british lists so we were awash with valentines at one point which um, was i think there's only two guys wearing valentines wasn't there one one is the um de- um no devil glory boys oh and yeah the other that's one right. is the actual, that's um in, you know, rtr and that was brian yeah, yeah. i think oh i was thinking because obviously shirley took some for the the soviets as well oh, did she then, to, uh, oh, I, I didn't yeah. get a chance to see shirley's army because we never got anywhere near that table being on the desert tables yeah it was it, there. I mean, that's quite. That's three out of what's it? Five or no six lists. So half of the uh, allied lists were, or just slightly less than half the allied lists were, including some form of Valentine, which um, was quite interesting actually because they 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 were hard to shift, but they couldn't couldn't hit and kill anything for Toffee. Mm. Um, so it was an interesting dynamic. But I, I from my perspective, as far as the tournament organizer, it it went. Oh, tournament event organizer it went pretty smoothly there was no contention a lot of the time i don't think we had any contentious issues actually um the only thing um i did have uh, a small uh, amount of sympathy for with the italians with their 86 but then you know eh, what are you gonna do they're italians 
the reason they lost the war, right? Exactly, right. <laughs> so historically, they struggled and they 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 continued in that vein. But no, I was I was very happy with how it went, and we got a fantastic amount of swag from um, from uh, Battlefront, which was yeah. wonderful with them. Um, some of the really cool kit uh, actually. So the um, the organised play kits. I don't know if I mentioned that before. Uh, I might have done it on the chat, but not in on the podcast. But they gave us some um, the event kits that you can buy as a store. Um, and so they had dice and tokens and things like that, which you can't get anywhere else. So that was really, really kind of them. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was very, very nice of them to ride anything at all. But that kind of stuff where you can't necessarily just walk into a shop and, and grab it is um, is fantastic. And you did yeah. it as the as the new uh, the the raffle ticket format. Raffle ticket format. Yeah, there was a slight blip in the um, Lee from the Crawley Club wrote a fantastic uh, a fantastic macro or whatever it was in um excel that i don't know Some... hello yes sir. Yeah, oh, i lost you then I lost you then. yeah fantastic macro in excel but it, it didn't uh it wasn't a unique thing so it was it just looked at um getting random values it was like a random number generator but it didn't take into account if you'd appeared previously on the list Right. But no, apart from it, but that the the concept worked really well, and actually, um, I got some feedback from both Rex and Shirley, who come from I believe East Anglia way, and they said if they're going to run events, they're going to take the same um, the same intent on board. So where um, you know you score points essentially for winning games. I don't know if we actually I, talked about this on the podcast before. Actually, how we're planning on doing this? Okay. Could you run through the idea? Behind yeah, I'll run through. It. So the, the atonement pack itself laid out um, what you got points for, and each point refer, reflected back a, a number of entries on the uh, in the actual raffle for a prize. And then the premise was that um, we just randomly then picked however many prizes we had, that that was how many draws there were going to be. Um, and actually winning games was not the thing that scored you the most points. I mean, if you won every single game, if, like I think Martin did, I think he was the only person who did, that would, that would have got you one point more than turning up with a fully painted force. Oh, wow. So, so the, the emphasis was you got more, you got uh, two points for a win and one point for a loss, which, you know, so winning a game wasn't even um, that much more effective at getting a, an entry than than the loss was. You got five points for turning up with a themed force, five points for turning up with a pa- fully painted force. You got two points for um, modeled objectives rather than just, you know, flat bits of MDF or whatever you want to do. So if there were 3D versions, whether they were ones you'd knocked up yourself or ones you bought from Battlefront, you, you got some extra points for that. So it, it was really around, if you could create a nice theme that was, re- I mean, Rex actually got the, the the prize for that in terms of we were going to wear a certificate for a theme. Martin came a very close, um, close second, but uh, Rex's theme actually explained why he had what he had, mm-hmm. oh, okay. which was, you know, that kind of, that premise of why, I, why I've got two lots yeah. of L6s. I, th- I, I thought, think everyone who went there got all the soft points so i'm right and say that could look like everyone pretty much did because everyone had all the themed armies and that kind of thing yep. everyone painted yeah, we, it was really we, good. We, we actually had to on the day um split down the theme category into i've got a fully themed force here is my background and i've written two sides of a4 about this specific battle and this operation that this force reflects and i've got a force of you know second rtr or whatever it is so we actually said look you've actually themed it because you you've bought into this is a death or glory force or whatever it is yeah but some people who pushed it that little bit further and said this represents you know operation oxhead um on this oh, date wow. and this hey I was, so, I, mean, I was trying to be concise i could have written a whole book, done book <laughs> on my <army. laughs> oh lord and here's well, my uh here's my 73 page uh exactly dossier and supporting references for why this particular tank has a blue left panel 
Yes. It but, but it was that kind of stuff. I mean, people, there was no obligation to do it. You didn't you score any less. And, and actually, we also gave some points to people for attending their first V4 event as well. That was the other thing that they got points for. So oh, nice. the, almost everyone scored that. So I think everyone got between 15 and I think somewhere around like 22 entries. So there wasn't a big a big sweep between um, those who won loads and loads of games and those who won no games in terms of the number of entries they got. Um, but actually, like you said, every, almost everyone got all the... There was not a unpainted... I don't think there was an unpainted unit on the table, no, Link. I, no, I can think of I think every, no. everything I saw was painted. And, and I would have to say as well, it was painted up to a fairly decent standard. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't just like, you know, the infamous three-colour minimum type thing. People who put time and effort into painting their armies. Um, there was... There was almost everyone had uh, 3D, you know, modelled objective markers. Uh, um, I mean, that, that wasn't a big thing, but it still looked good, I think. Um, and just that whole experience of playing on, I would say, actually, the terrain, from my perspective, because we obviously borrowed some of these, um, you know, we had a lot of terrain on the table. I think I, when I counted the night before, we had somewhere between 13 and 18 pieces of terrain per table. Oh, wow. So the, uh, I wouldn't say that that's not like big pieces, but that includes, you know, individual ruins or, you know, a small patch of scrub. But there was there was a decent amount of terrain on every table that I think led to some interesting games because people had to manoeuvre as well. Yeah. Um, there was that, and that was the other thing that really struck me is that V4 is 100% about manoeuvrability now. Definitely. If, if you are um, passive and reactive to people, you won't win. You might time out. You might, you know, play for quite unquote a draw, but you won't win because... You, you just get dictated to and and in the games we played i think that was very very obvious that people were both going for the win as well which is nice to see and it led to some you know real knife edge games i think yeah oh, good i think i i had three really good games uh, that's i could easily say that at that tournament I, I lost the first one but i lost it to the guy who won the tournament in the end anyway so that's all right and then i won on the next two which is always good um it was i mean considering i was literally winging it to, to a large degree army because I literally threw the army together because I um, obviously last minute I needed to go Brits and then um, yeah. I say I hadn't I, really done much the way of really version 4 so I was trying so really, I really had to apologise to Martin because I was really being inept in half a game because I was just kept playing Team Yankee <laughs> it was and unfortunately <laughs> I was just tripping I was tripping over all those little nuances that different Team Yankee from version 4 yeah. Bless him, he was being patient with me because I was being really, really adept on that one. Um, but it, I didn't get it, and it sort of blew the cobwebs away, and I sort of got my ass in gear after that. But yeah, yeah you, you, you had a really good show, mate. It was a, it was a really good event. I mean, like it, I said, the tables no, looked great as well. I think that's it. The whole experience for me was that I looked down those, some of those tables a couple of times with the three, mm-hmm. the sort of mega table broken down, and it just looked awesome because we'd also put it so that when, whenever anyone was playing on the on the three tables that are butted together, we were made sure that the axis and the ally were all on the same side so yeah. you had that visual look where you looked down the whole table and there was three british armies on one side and there was like an italian a german and another italian so it looked like a cohesive story if you like yeah. well, the table um, was the table was set up sufficiently well but that there was a massive disadvantage doing that i don't think anybody complained about having to do that because there wasn't really a much advantage of being on the other side of the table for example anything like that no no, I, I, actually, I played all three of those tables on that mega table. I started, started from the middle, went left, and then went right. And it, was, um, it was good. I mean, like I say, it was a really good setup. Like I say, the, to- the terrain worked. It was it was just the right amount of not being too much to slow it down. There was a variety as well. There was, you know, scrubland, desert uh, buildings, walls. Um, we had some hills and escarpments and things like that, soft sand. Um, the 
my, my favorite terrain that uh, Lee likes to use, which is that um, rocky stuff, you know, where you get hard cover if you're yes. stationary in it. I really like that because it breaks it up and it's something different because it's low terrain again. Those things where you read desert counts, it's always the rocky areas which threw tracks off, and that was always what they keep talking about. So. Well, that's where I'll yeah. ride if I didn't have a tank. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, again, from my perspective, the only thing that I think I could have done a bit better is worked out a lot of the matchups in advance, but again, no one really complained. We didn't have people hey, playing. So, um, for those who haven't read right up yet, basically what Duncan <laughs> did was basically said, everyone find the opponent at a table. And it worked. It really, really, <laughs> I, I, I was quite annoyed because I always spend this time writing a massive Excel sheet that uh, you know, takes everyone's club allegiance so no one's playing the same club and that kind of thing. And then just goes, oh, just sort out yourselves. And it worked. And I was sickened by it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that made me laugh is I was trying to work out because um, we had Dave Madigan who couldn't find um, where he was going, unfortunately, so he turned up a bit late. But I was trying to work out why I was missing a player. And that player, unfortunately, was me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I counted everyone. I counted everyone. Everyone's I was like, playing. I... We're one short. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Where, where's this 12th player? <laughs> yeah, it was me. That's so it. apart from that. Being but being the tournament organiser and, and also being the actual, being a player, is it's, it's a nightmare. Suppose I don't enjoy what happens to do occasionally. Mm. It was so nice to do a tournament and not actually be running it. It was liberating <laughs> well i have to say even uh, we got some good feedback as well like um people like dave said that he would happily come and do another one day i think the one day format seemed to work quite well um just, just i probably didn't say what it was it was um three grains of 88 points but it was over two and a half hours two and three quarter hours i can't remember exactly because i didn't have to keep track of time pretty much which was another nice thing from a tournament organizer there was none of this you know counting down from an hour counting down from half an hour whatever it was i mean you Broadly looked around. Um, I think I asked once. Yeah. yeah. How was it? So, uh, other than that, no. Ran without a hitch. I'll probably be looking at um, trying to do some more as well because the, the facility we've got, we have. So, yeah. I like It'll it. probably be desert again. But, yeah. Uh, yeah it's nice to do desert. Desert's good. Um, I suspect what we'll see is we'll get, we'll get more Eastern Front players, that kind of thing, growing now. Yeah. Now the books are mm. out. Especially when the Curse yeah. book hits in December. So, Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, yeah. the next the next one that we're doing will be uh, Flames of Fez in January. Yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, the Guildford Games Club on uh, January twelfth, I think it is, off the top of my head. But there'll be a proper place to do that later. But it'll be the similar similar kind of thing, more of a Flames of War event than a you know hardcore tournament. Yeah. It's like a, a celebration of Fesmus. Celebration, yes. Well, it's, it, is, it is the day before Fesmus because the next day is my birthday day. So I get a weekend of playing the Toy Soldiers, which makes me very happy. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that, that's from my perspective, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I mean, we could dive into each game and things, but I, I might actually write something for the, the blog where I could look over some of the interesting lists and some of the backgrounds as well. So I won't, I won't spoil that. Because that's content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we we will have some articles. I, I, I literally just finished writing my article covering my position from the player. So, stay tuned, guys and gals. I got that now. I think it's the first time I ever met a female historical war game, which is really good. Cool. Yeah. All right. What's what's next on the list? Right. So next we're going to be looking at Fate of a Nation and our um, Fate of Four Gamers. Which those oh. haven't um, been keeping track. That's basically our three-month painting challenge to paint up a hundred points of Arab Israeli war armies. So Ben and myself went Israeli, and 
Duncan and Eddie both went with Egyptians. The Egyptians, yeah. And we're now literally coming to the end of the third month. And he looks over his shoulder at my stool and stuff that's not painted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Unfortunately, uh, October's been a nasty month for me. It was always going to be a hard month anyway, so it's been like, a, ah, bugger. But how, many, how many things have you got to paint for this month? Right, so I've got, like, yeah, so you're going to laugh at me now because, like, say, oh, you, is that all you got? Yeah, I've got four tow trucks, four priests, <laughs> five um, M- M113s, and the infantry, which I've already done. So, yes, like you say, compared to what you guys had to do, like yeah. 30 T34s. Oh, oh dear. Well, yeah, before the podcast, I talk about how many, how many limited days I have before warfare, and this month is, is even worse um, in terms of just sheer model count. Uh, and then I went and bought uh, more. <laughs> Ironically, the, the thing that I built yesterday was some hails that even, aren't even on that list. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, but Hales, I mean, hey, uh, so. Well, we'll I, go into Hale story, won't we? I mean, that is. I think we'll go, yeah. So, I mean, Hale we basically game. played our first <laughs> proper sort of points level games. Obviously, myself and Fez had un, 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 unauthorized fun playing our little 36 point games. Yeah, it wasn't the approved, specified, mandated level of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, this was the first time we played actually sort of 100 points worth of you know, game. So. We played a hundred points, didn't we? Um, Fez, I think. No, we. Yeah. we uh, no, you I, played. Did you play hundred points? Yeah, because yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I dropped out like fifteen million AA tanks and stuff, and bought like two extra T fifty fours. Yeah, that was uh, yeah. So that was that was an interesting game because it was like because um, you started off with the T fifty fours on the table rather than T thirty fours. I felt like at that point. I was doing quite well because I really took out I took out one T fifty four platoon, took a few off the other ones. Then I, then I just got a little bit overexcited and started trying. We were playing um, encounter, wasn't encounter, it? yes. My worst, my most hated mission, and I, I just started getting a little bit overconfident. and started pushing forward to the objective, and then all the T thirty fours arrived. Yes, <laughs> oh, that was they did. That was on your right hand side, wasn't it? Yeah, you, yeah. You saw an opportunity with the T fifty fives evaporating, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 unfortunately, I, I just did it too late. I went, I went for the ejector, of course. Fez had already had two turns not getting ejected. He was always going to get at least one that turn, and he got free. Um, free. Yes. So it's like, uh, bummer. <laughs> although, although in that game, that, that I think the moment for me that, that really stood out was the BTRs mm-hmm. winging their way across the uh, desert um, and just, just dumping an absolute ton of infantry that then screamed their war cry and just threw themselves at Israelis for like what four turns yeah, four I turns got, I think they finally blunted themselves out I got yeah. oh, it's with the AK-47 you know get, getting into the range mm. and uh, they they wanted that hill that was it they just wanted to capture that hill um, they finally I think over like was it five turns six turns of assaulting or trying to assault every pretty much every turn just evacuated yeah. slowly um, because the the Israelis dug in and 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 went to ground and and veteran infantry dug in. You need something to dig them out. And uh, I thought the M113s as well, wasn't it? The M113s were putting down. Oh yeah. Fire. The infantry just sat and kept their heads down. Yes. Yeah. When the Super Hunters are picking off the M113s, yeah, it was, it was a very bloody fight around that hill. Um, but yeah, I think it just shows just how how stubborn infantry are on defence and that's why I think I, I, I need that infantry platoon to hold 
at least one flank so my tanks can do something on the other flank. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, they, they also, with the rifle grenades, they also really hold very good Oh, my days. Yeah, because you said that one, that one T-54 is in the assault range. The assault's in. I missed the first time. The second time, I stick around. The second time, I get that rifle grenade right in your engine deck and bang. Well, it was worth it because if he had run off, then it would have got me the game. It would have oh, been definitely, yeah. Contesting at the beginning and then holding at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my, my infantry were, were badly beaten up by that point. I was down to my last three or four stands, I think. So. Yeah. It's a great game. Hales, they've been purchased, they, they, they've been built, they just need, uh, they're going to be sprayed with the BTRs. Yeah. Hales for the win. Hail, so hail, hail to the king, baby. Hail to yep. the king. So being a Team Yankee player, I've had, I've had hails for a while. I've used them and I've always been a bit underwhelmed by them. I think <laughs> I think the game versus Duncan shows just how much of an improvement they're going to get if, if Team Yankee does go to like version four. Because um, like the first turn, he killed my 6 mil light mortar. And I thought, each turn, I'm probably going to lose one guy because I'm never going to fail a save because I have to rerun my saves. It's yep. a 4 plus firepower. So you'll probably get one, maybe two guys off me each turn. First turn, that holds true. Lose 60 more mortar. Pins me. I stay pinned for the rest of the game pretty much. After that. <laughs> yep. And next turn, next turn, he takes out over five or six teams out of my oh. 19 platoon. All of a sudden, I've got two guys one side of the template, three guys the other side of the template, and a big hole around the objective where, where most <laughs> of the platoon be. And what was aiming at that big hole? Oh, your Thunderbolt guys were running right forward. Thunder, thunder, they, were, they were scampering like their, well, their lives did depend on it, but they were, <laughs> they were making an absolute beeline for it. And that, it was actually, it was double bubble as well, wasn't it? Because I had the Hales and uh, a small battery of 152s yeah. all zeroed in from the start of the game. And the 152s, that two-up fireplower were just, yeah. I know the well, Hales did a lot of damage. Ironically, they, were, they fired after Hales that turn, so they had nothing they to did. fire at. Because <laughs> no. I failed every single save, and you passed almost every single 4-plus firepower check. Yep. It was, like it was, a, it was grim. Both, no, both ends of the bell curve on that one, statistically. But, but it, show, it just shows how valuable um, R2E is versus infantry, how much it gets better with the, the whole version 4 thing. Now, I could argue to, to you know, but that's not really how artillery works. Artillery generally gets worse the longer it goes on because people dig in that kind of thing. But it's a game balance thing. It, it, it yeah. does make the yeah. artillery worth taking, which is what the but, which in Team Yankee you just haven't got that at the moment because it just feels like they don't really do much. Yeah, I think that the the the, the pre ranged um, bombardments as well because the other thing that happened was the the, the hail switched, didn't it? Because the yeah. danger close. Um, and they suddenly they switched to smoke the turn before the thunderbolts actually went in. Which, yeah. if I'd have rolled a bit better, would have probably been uh, one of the defining moments of the game. I think that the the you know that kind of combination of absolutely annihilating stuff and at the right moment suddenly just dumping down a wall of smoke for five points. I just can't I can't really fault them actually. I think they they were pretty amazing. I think actually that I. I, I I would include that little combo plus the, probably the observer in every game I play. Hey, so it, that yeah. um, it's uh, it's five for the hails. Mm-hmm. I believe it's three. It's either two or three for the one five twos. Okay, it's three guns. Three, three or four guns. Three, it's three guns, and they're obviously they're tow guns. They're not yeah. mega portable. Um, and then um, the observer, I believe, is two. There might actually be a one. No, he's one he point. A one he's point. one point. Yeah, so yeah he's one point. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's not, that's not a big chunk of points at 100 point force. Not not at all. Um, and it's so versatile because the other thing they did do was the the guns just sat there on one of the objectives, and just you know the, they couldn't do anything to um, the Israeli Merc, um, M60s when they came round, but there was still something that had to be shifted. Yeah. And um, you know I just stopped firing with them. I, I kicked myself because I really should have spent at least one or two turns shooting or hails when I had the opportunity, given how much pain they've inflicted me for us at that game. So. Well, again, it's the problem is you're looking at it going, oh, I'm going to have to machine gun them. That's going to be really <laughs> awkward. Uh, and uh, to be honest, like, the, your M60s were, were dueling with my T62s, which is probably the bigger priority because unfortunately yes. that they can, it's almost tit for tat with those those two. They're, I think I've got one, one better. I think whatever way around it works out, it's basically a anti-tank is fast. one better than me. I had tank nineteen. Yeah. Got that nice big. You got the first, the your, smooth. Your armor's better, isn't it? Rounds, yeah. I think your armor's better. Oh, your 15 your gun's awesome. your thirteen. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's very very close, and actually, the what I wanted to do with them, I couldn't. And and this goes back to list design. Is my list is horribly designed, and actually, as we speak, I'm I'm putting together my um my other Thunderbolt company because of that very fact, because um, I lost that game via um, formation break, because oh, no. my... I, well, it's because I've got a, a command tank, a platoon of five and a platoon of four, and the platoon of five I stupidly ambushed with right in front of some M60s and then fluffed the dice rolls. So I had five tanks and a little, basically a thicket of um, scrub, yeah. and these... these yeah, well, it's three three M60s and a, a command M60. And then it compound errors. I got my reserve and my um, tuna two came into your flank effectively. Yeah, and it just gutted me and it yeah. gutted my formation. And so actually, the Thunderbolts were still there. Um, everything else was there or thereabouts. And I had, uh, by the end of the game, I was trying to hide, um, what was it, a single, or no, two uh, ZSU uh, 50 57s, and they just run out of places to hide. We realised they're part of the formation, so all of a sudden they become a lot more vital to keep alive. <laughs> yeah. So just scampering around. But again, we played, I think we played 110 points, didn't we, Lee? It was, it was a little bit more. 110, yeah. I, I, yeah. It, was, I, it could be 112, but you couldn't do it, so I took my two AA guns off and just did 110. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sad times. But, um, but yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a really good game, actually. I really enjoyed it. Um, it, was, it was very, very, very close. Um, I think yeah, and should, I... Yeah, sorry. sorry. No, go, go. I think, I think it showed them the gaps. Whereas I'd struggled against Eddie, because we're basically doing 1973 versus 1969, yeah. and his T-34s just overwhelmed me for sheer numbers. Yeah. Against you, like I say, we're both doing two 1973 lists. It felt like the McGack was... It still had to struggle against superior numbers, but it felt like a much, a much uh, fairer fight. Than that. Yeah. I felt you could take me if I did anything wrong, but if I could just keep my dice in place smart, I could deal with your, your numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's I, how, I basically think that's how it worked out in the end. Yeah, and I think that the it was quite funny actually because I think I had a a good few. I don't know how many how many sagger shots did I have? I must have been. You had all right. So your saggers. So in real life, the sagger was the bane of the M60 and accounted for most of the losses, I believe, in the opening days of the, of the Yom Kippur War. In our game, your sagger never <laughs> once penetrated an M60. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you, I, I mean, your first your first sagger team got two hit got a hit off. Uh, got my attention basically, and I put a hesh round into it. <laughs> and then <laughs> the left two hundred second, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spread it over a wide area. Exactly. Um, the, sec- the second saga team did a bit better. He got three or four hits, well, at least uh, two or three hits off. Um, I don't recall him accounting for a single M60. He might have bailed, bailed one at one point. 
I can't remember what he did. He, he was slightly better, but even so, I did lose a single M60 to Sacrifier. There's all the T62s. No. It was actually they were uh, having seen you play them, Eddie. The, those um, the McGacks were just horrible. Yeah. They're, they're unless you have some of the tools to deal with them. They the only thing I could really do was was to limit what they could shoot. Yeah, um, it's, like, it's like fighting an army king tigers, which I think is what we said before. It's, it's remarkably similar to a king tiger being kicked down. Yeah, it, it really is, yeah. Um, and they they were they were cruising around pretty much doing whatever they liked on my left hand side. Um, well, once they'd eliminated that one platoon of um, M, uh, sorry T sixty twos, there was not an awful lot that was going to do anything to them. I think I had one the T sixty two commander that kept annoyingly you know, popping up and just sitting um, around. I mean, yeah. that, other, that other T62 platoon took on just the two Amagax in their own, then basically yeah. over, over a course of two turns, because I couldn't hit you, wiped me out. Yeah. And then I, mean, I, I made a run for your objective because the Thunderbolt guys had run towards me, so it's rapidly open. And your IS2s just started arriving as I head towards it, and one got a flank shot and really blew apart a Magak. That's yeah. a <laughs> big 122mm round hit, and just literally blowing me up. But the, IS, the IS2s were not. I, I did play it wrong. The worst thing, they were the worst thing to put in reserve just because it takes yeah. forever to get anywhere. Yeah, if and they weren't going to do anything. If you had those guys to the PT-76s, uh, which pretty well, could, these days you have to do points for reserves, it probably doesn't work out that well. But if they had been supporting the Thunderbolt company on the charge was ejected, it might be a very different story. Yeah, I, th- I think so, because you'd have struggled, well, not struggled, but they'd have been a, as much of a challenge to destroy. Uh, the only yeah. problem would have been that I couldn't, I couldn't bloody kill you. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. that make it back to the Valentine thing, don't we? Yeah. I can't kill you, you can't kill me. Yeah. I would have Stay had to have relied on the um the sagas. The other thing I did like about that again was dropping off my weapons themes. That worked really, really well yeah. for the, the Thunderbolts going across the, the open terrain. I think you played the Thunderbolts very well. I think the only problem you had was I had a really good turn shooting with the M one thirteen's um fifty cows. And yeah. you got a bit you got a bit unlucky not um remotivating. If you like say if you switch to Thunderbolt Company um, formation the HQ there to get your reroll yeah. and that morale, I think it could be, that'd be a very different thing, especially the Hales backing them up like they did. Well, they're the 19 points I think for two two companies mm-hmm. uh, plus the commander. It's about 40 points, and then you get the Hale in formation for another five. Yeah, a big platoon of T62s and support that kind of thing. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with it, but it's, it's, it was fantastic. Um, the actual challenge itself, and actually that I yeah I've probably procured more than I should have done anyway um just as extras and i've also bought some israelis now yeah <laughs> that's good that means you can lend it to someone when we get around to doing my um february war for you for the thing <laughs> yeah it's the, sh- it's the shots jeeps and uh skyhawks for force so it's, it should be relatively quick to put together if i am um, yeah don't get other that's things nice it's ready, mate. It's, it, they're very easy to put together because you've got so few of them <laughs> <laughs> unless you go for the bagatch twos like i have Oh, is that not? Is there a lot of them? There's so many. Oh, is that the M48? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's, I think, eight. So they're going to have to have something to go alongside them. Eight? Well, I've got eight at the moment. I was going to say, I think you need more than that. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's happening again, Eddie. <laughs> I can stop any time I like. <laughs> I'm in complete control of the situation. <laughs> <laughs>
But no, I, 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 having played as well, or watched one game and played one game, I really like the rules. The Fate of the Nation ones feel really... Yeah. Not that the other, not that you know, version four or anything else feels bad, but I just I was really impressed with the way that they they seem to flow. I, it does, I, and it does the because the units are so different. It does feel different to me, at least. But two just flames of war. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. If we're saying that's what version two Team Yankee would look like, I'm I'm quite happy with it. I think, like I say, the motivation rules are, are get, it's going to be a bit people have to get used to for especially armies like. The checks with the French with five plus morale, but um, but for how it improved, say the reserves and the artillery, and then just like I say, only having to do one roll rather than do rolls each phase kind of thing. Yep. I, I I think it's, it goes the right way. I, I always thought version four was going to work well with Fate of the Nation, just simply because Fate of the Nation just is a lot more tank based. Mm. I think and it, I think it, it lends itself a lot better to it than say Nam did. Though Nam seems to work quite well from what I've played of it so far. Mm. So yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I enjoy it. It's like say, trying to get more people playing it <laughs> in Brighton. That works. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when we played both both games, we had people asking about it as well because yeah. they again because of I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Um, everything looked really nice on the table. Your army just looked really really good. Like I said, cam on the T six two come up really well. Yeah, and I mean even with like just the sheer quantity of Fez's tanks and stuff. I mean, I know there was a bit of, you know, unpainted... Um, built, built the day... Built, the day. Yeah. yeah, what, are they the worst worst points for... Uh, the worst the worst point for pound ratio. <laughs> in, in Team Yankee. Yeah. Uh, sorry, in, uh, in the Fate of a Nation, yeah. probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it did look... And we did get some people talking about it, which is always nice. Yeah, yeah check some polls. Who checks who loves the polls? <laughs> you can't do it now, can you? You can't say checks and polls without wanting to go. They're just a bunch of crazy checks and polls. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna kick it off. I loved them. I loved the fact that the Warsaw Pack got some love. I'm so, not gonna lie. So just to clarify, we are talking about Team Yankee checks and polls here, not some. No, no, nah, no. Nah, we're just talking about checks and polls in general. Yeah. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh well, yeah. Obviously, we love our European cousins, that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, opinions may vary on that. Um, we um, yeah, I I, I was uh, very impressed, very impressed. Well, should we, should we can we cover off like the elephant in the room? In the, no, the no, no elephants. This is Team Yankee. Elephants. Well, we're getting them in the curse book too. That's coming in December. Oh, hold on. Is that a Ferdinand with a machine gun? Right. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. No, uh, so the checks and poll books uh, didn't include. Naval Infantry, or what was the other one, Lee? The Airborne, guys. Thank you. Yeah. So, we're just going to... Yeah, they don't have them. They're not there. Uh, if you want them, uh, tough. They're not... <laughs> I don't know what else to say. They're not, they're not, they're not there, unfortunately. Um, it would have been great was, to have them. Good, but... Just go concentrate on what we have got. And just exactly. Stare whimsically about what, what may have been. <laughs> but even even what we have got, I think, will, will affect... The way that um, the NATO forces are going to line up against them, I, th- I think. I think so. I mean, especially like say, conversion two. I, I I think a Czech artillery park might be like the go-to base force for the Warsaw Pact conversion. Having seen what those hails did to me in our um, favorite nation game, yeah. what a, what a Dana, a full battery of Danas and a full battery of RM70s might do is just. Um, so it's, it's, it's scary, but there are there are other. I mean, Rich has talked about this a bit, hasn't he? About yeah. there are countermeasures within Team Yankee, like helicopters, for example, that that you don't exactly. have access to. But, you know, exactly. 
but, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not convinced the gazelles are as good as, as he as he as he pointed out. He was thinking more of hails than the RM70s because the RM70s are they are they're armored. They yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I say armored with you know air, air comes going, air yeah. quotes going on, but it's like, <laughs> but they are armored, and that little anti-tank six pop gun is going to have to do at least some work against them. Well, it just means you've got to roll more dice, and and rolling dice, we know as gamers, dice hate people. Um, so at some point they're going to fail you, and it's going to matter. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, yeah, I'm with you. I, th- I don't know, I don't know if that's necessarily. The, the biggest problem, as in, you know, if you're a NATO player, um, I was thinking more along the lines of just mass tanks um, because that disappeared a bit with Milan spam. And I think yeah. that the checks give you some viable way of including just an absolute butt-ton of T-72s, which, you know, the NATO troops have got, you've got to deal with them. They're yeah. going to come out, you know, yeah, they don't get back in as, as well, but we should probably cover that off under the special or the kind of, what you call it, national rules, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, as a, as a synopsis, um, I was very, very pleased that these came out just for a bit of variety. I think, unfortunately, Red Thunder, I think we probably worked out the, pro- the, the what do you call it, the puzzle that Red Thunder presented. And I think that's, that's kind of been done. But these two offer very, very different approaches, I think, to, um, you know, Warsaw Pack forces. Yeah, yeah. It gives. It does give. You know, Red Thunder's the T sixty two book, really, isn't it? Yeah. You know, this these these breathe new life into the, the vast collections of T seventy twos that people have got from the beginning, from their initial release, when they realise that this doesn't really work in the Soviet format. Uh, uh, yeah, I th- yes. I think we could probably do that. That could be a whole um, episode just talking about. Um, making T-72s viable, but um, well, yeah, I, for me, uh, sorry, go on there. T-72M is, uh, is and always has been somewhat viable because it's always had that points break to it. Yes. It's that, thing, it's that weird thing, but T-72A feels expensive where it is. The T-72M, yes, it's a lesser tank compared with front armour, a lack of composite armour, but a lack of the um, depleted uranium fin rounds. But it always felt like it was just right for its points in East German lists. I mean, I always, I, I, I had no real issues using my T-72Ms with East Germans. No. But I'd never used T-72As with my Soviets. I'd used the T-64s. Mm. And I think that's the difference. Mm. And it's, I it's, say, probably, it's just feel and perception, I think. But it's just experience that builds on that that picture. Yeah. I like so, I mean, one of the things we, so we need to discuss is obviously the... These, both Poles and the Czechs are a bit like um, East Germans, but they have slightly tweaked um, values. So the Poles have a much better courage, I believe. Yep. So, they, yeah. they, so if you, they'll, they'll do yeah. their follow me um, um, roles a lot easier. They still have the skill. So they still score four plus, which is handy if calling artillery in or doing blitz checks if need to. Yep. But they don't. They don't have their um, their only morale four plus. If, is that right? So shall, I, shall I run through the stats? I've got them in front of me. Yeah. Here. If you got the stats, I'll just yeah. switch them back to the book. Yeah. So yeah. the poles, do you want the front armor and things like that? Well, that's basically the same because the tank's a tank. It's really, it's really yep. the, the courage morale remount we're talking about here. So. Yeah. Okay. So the courage is three, three plus morale's four plus, remounts three plus, skills yep. four plus, and assault is five plus with a three plus counter attack. Yep. So they're not hitting a lot, but they are hanging around. Yeah. Which is mm, that's okay. interesting. So they get they get get in and they're going to stay there. You have to really yep. push those guys back. And like I say, with yeah. Courage 3+, plus, you're going to get there very quickly as well. So you've got to watch out for that one coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, if someone decides that they're not going to, they're just going to come ploughing at you and not bother firing almost. Um, yeah, yep. Not do you see that, the whites of their eyes. 
Exactly. Yeah. That's going to that's gonna hurt. Um, the only thing he recounts against them, and um, this is really more for the infantry because the tank's a tank, basically, is that they're, um, they don't have the RPG-18s. So they, they, they're going to struggle against infantry. They're basically very reliant on their RPG-7s. They still have the fi- um, Firepower 5 Plus AKs, so that's always handy because yep. that will obviously... That's in some ways I always find with the Soviet stuff it's better not to assault and just sit there and do a, a short range firefight and just yeah, those, let, your, that, let, let your grenades dig them out more than anything. That five plus is. I, I was trying to get my head around that when I was reading it through it, but it, it's really, it's actually quite brutal. I mean, I'm playing V4 Desert, the, those beezers on Humbers and stuff. Yeah, and fifty cows. And fifty cows, they dig out your infantry more than you think they would. Yeah, it's just because matter of dicey rolling, it's soon that you can get an opportunity to roll a five plus. So, are we saying the um, BTR sixty charge across the table, dump loads of infantry, and then let it fire? Eddie tactic, copyright. Uh, Tanner. <laughs> yeah, copyright Fez twenty eighteen might have a place. Yeah, if, if not, if not doing like your Thunderbolt guys and just starting dismounting and going across and spending a couple, an extra turn there. But yeah, yeah, I think I think okay. so. I, mean, I, I think the poles have got the poles have got a very interesting um, angle with the infantry, especially because, like I say, for some reason, the BTR infantry. Is no more expensive than any of the other Warsaw Pact forces. Yeah. The BMPs you pay a premium. The tanks you pay a premium. The BTR yep. infantry you're paying exactly the same as the Soviet platoon, and like all the stats are the same as the other poles. So it's like okay, if I want uh, like um, an infantry force here, I don't want to pay out for the Afghanistan or the helicopters for some reason. Maybe maybe your your meta is dominated by um, self-driven missile systems. Yep. Maybe the Polish World Motor Rifle Company is the way to go. Yes, it's only Assault 5 Plus, one Assault 4 Plus, like the Afghanistan, but it's, all the other stats are very competitive for getting in there and just really being a thorn in the side of the enemy. Well, the it's not the, the 84s and the Grails as attachments, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. I was just going to say that yeah, you might only have an Assault 5, but with that Counter Attack 3 Plus, it, you're going to have to grind it. Yeah. There's, there's nothing else that you can say. And, and there is only one person who's winning a war of attrition. And that's the the huge Warsaw Pact blob of infantry. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even Britain, the British infantry. Let's face it, they hold up kings for yep. holding ground. Yes, it's going to be one of those real brutal slogs. They're both counterattacking on three pluses, and yes, the Brits are probably killing a team each turn because just by sheer skill, the Poles could be doing it for sheer numbers. They're getting like two or three guys on you. So it's like, yep. yeah, yeah, they can suck up those casualties as well. Yeah, so hmm, I think I, say, so I think I think the highlight of the polls is their infantry. Everything else you're paying a premium on. So it, it, you know, it's like, do I really need the the extra courage on a T72? Probably not. Maybe it's handling the T55 because you're slow moving. It helps to get them up, but then you can sit there and shoot statically. I, I think they're 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 quite expensive. The T72s for what, yeah. what they deliver. Um, they're you know, they're not the points break's not that dramatic. Uh, we speak, you start getting lots of them on the table compared to the Soviets. It, it is it's there, but it's it's like a yeah. point of tank. It's not you know. Yeah, but that's it's not super duper. And they're still backed up by Danas. Obviously, they pay a lot more points for Danas, like 40, um, fourteen points for tanks, or um, yeah. twelve for the checks. But that Dana is like say the whole auto loader. So I'm, I'm going to have a, pre, have a pre-range marker. So I need a robot range. I'm going to roughly work out where you're going to be. That's probably going to be the objective. I'm going to drop artillery template on you. I'm going to be hitting you on an extra plus one to hit, which when you're Warsaw Pact is a big bonus when you're facing mm-hmm. four plus veterans. Everyone in NATO is four plus to hit. There's no exception to that so far. 
So I think having an extra plus one to hit is going to be a big factor. Well, it's a huge honking great round as well, isn't it? So oh, yeah. it's what it's got two plus firepower. So anyone plus that you are, power. anyone that is failing, I mean, cover version two, and we have to start re-rolling saves. That's going to be exactly. a big, yeah. I mean, you can back it up, like say, a relatively cheap platoon of, of hails just to get like you know, broad area attack. So. Well, I think the hails also shine with the, the the smoke element as well. Yeah. So, um, and for what you're talking about there, twelve points, twelve so points total investment in artillery. Mm. It's yeah, not, well, even if, if you went with two maxed up batteries, that's 24 points. In a 100-point yeah. game, that's a quarter of, that's only a quarter of points. That's a lot of hitting power in two. But also, well, especially four. Or oh, is that direct fire? Or, and, and on, 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 fire. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Mm, I, mean, okay. I, I think all their 155mm style guns are. So, yeah, they, you know, they, against, against a top armor 2 tank world, it's it's an edge that can be, can be quite handy. The, the only thing that slightly concerns me is hiding them because they're they're big models. They look to be about the same size as Gecko, don't they? So yeah, it's going yeah. to take up a lot of a lot of real estate on the table. Well, I was just thinking, of, you know, a battery of six of them. If you go down that route, that's a. You know, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. I might have to see it on the table because I think we have I to go, that, try and get hold of some for for review purposes to see what they look like. Yeah. Well, I've got yeah, through I mean, an order, so <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> Plunge straight in there. I love it. Okay. I mean, let's say the, the checks by comparison. So let's go to the checks. So we're still quick skill four plus. We're still assault five plus. We're still morale four plus. But their courage, their rally, and their counter attack are all five plus. Yep. Because obviously these guys haven't quite got over the events of the sixties. So the whole um, Warsaw Pact basically ganging up on them. Yeah. Um, who side you on? <laughs> so we hear you would be slightly less communist. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly, like there's, a, like there's a spectrum or a grading curve. Well, um, it's, it's, it's like at no point we say we want to stop being communist. Uh, apparently, we want to be slightly less communist was a tipping point. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Rich. Um, <laughs> but they but, do, because based on that, they get a significant decrease in points. Yeah, I mean, like I say, so looking at, let's say, wheel, the wheeled uh, motor battalion, the Czech one is 13 points. By comparison, the Polish one, which I say is about the same as most of the rest of them, it's 15 points. So straight away, you got a two-point saving on a full-size company. Now, the thing to note is your AKs, because they use their own Czech-based um, assault rifle, which looks probably like an AK, but actually operates nothing like an AK, which is an interesting thing. That's a little gun nerd um, thing for you. They have the RPG-75, which is basically like an RPG-18, but they don't have the sun grenade launchers. They have that Firepower mm. 5. It's only 6. So you can't do that whole sit back and dig them out kind of thing as much as you can with the other ones. But hey, you've got a lot more guys, so yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure infantry is where you're going with the checks, though. I, well, I think, oh, oh, yeah, possibly. I think it's it's doing it. I mean, go pure checks, like you say, and then, like say, the beauty is for tanks. Like you say, I'll let mm-hmm. you get on this because you've, you've been crunching the sums on this. I, I have actually been doing some maths, which is a bit scary because I don't really do maths. Stand really back, do. I'm doing science. Yeah. <laughs> Hard fact. Um, we basically you get it's almost a fifty percent reduction, so you just get more holes. And I think that's the problem with the T seventy twos originally was you're just not getting enough on the table to threaten um, NATO in terms of being able to take losses. So to me, like you can get a T seventy two company like full the full potato version. It's it's doable as well as getting all the toys. Which is where the, it was falling down for the, the Soviet um, 
T72s. You just didn't get enough support with them. So, I mean, I think the, what's it, 254, 56, so it's just over half of a 100-point list, and you can get two full-size blobs and a HQ. So, I mean, if you want to go even further than that, you can um, quite easily and still, you know, include some stuff. And I think that that's really where they're going to come through, I, I believe, is is the mass T-72s. Because, yeah, they're not fantastic, but, they're you know, trying to kill 30 or whatever it is of them, I, I'm not quite sure you know where to start. Well, Milan's is a good start, I guess. But um, we've already covered off the, the, the capacity they have to also eradicate infantry and especially come version 2. I think that's going to become even more prevalent. Yeah. So um, they're going to have to find a new way of dealing with with that. And I think, again, it just changes the dynamic. It means that you don't know, as a NATO player, if you're turning up an event, you've got to bear in mind the contingency. It's not just, you know, mass T-55s you're going to have to deal with. There, there are other um, there are other tank hordes that are coming your way, and some uh, are going to be, you know, a full-blown T-72. Yeah. Which I think with, with checks, it's almost it gets a point It's like, why would you bother with a T-55 horde? Because a T-72 horde is yeah. just far more attractive at that point. So I think, with the che- like I say, with the checks, like I say, you either go pure check, like you just said, yeah. or use the ally system. You take um, an infantry company, two blobs of check infantry, fairly big, some round, doesn't matter too much. Yep. The artillery park, and then some T-64s to be your cutting edge, as it were. Yeah, you quite rate the T-64, don't you? I, I like the T-64. I mean, it's... It's got a chance of turning a very good chance of turning Moan, and okay. it's got the BD, BD armor, so it can go in and wade into the cargo stuffs. The problem is, obviously, you just need some way of filling out the Moans beforehand, and I think that's where the Czech artillery comes in, because you have those guys drop on pre-range targets, go you go straight to re-rolling, say you know re-rolling saves. You've got a fairly good chance of hopefully take you know really taking a dent out of a British infantry platoon and its Moan teams, that kind of thing. And it gives your tanks, you know, the way forward. You can probably still be dropping smoke as well if you need to, that kind of thing. Hmm. So okay. I think it's, it's you either go quantity or you go quality. Uh, so I think the checks allow both ways, either via allies or by being your own thing. Uh, and again, going back to our original point, I think that's where they they're offering the Warsaw Pact some variety. Is that you can't, you know, it's not just how do I deal with a BMP? Was it BMP two that was the popular yeah, one? Yeah. BMP two spam. Um, you've now got all these other things that could be coming at you and they offer slightly different challenges. Mm. So I think that's where it comes, that comes back to it's offering something slightly different, albeit there's nothing vastly new. I think that's probably fair, but I the think, way that they've done it, I think it's great. I mean, when you get down, when you, if you want to be absolutely cynical, what it boils down to is it's just a re, you know, a re-scrub of folks, folks on basically with some different stats, uh, which is why, which is why as a Warsaw Pat play, you still got to feel a little bit, Oh, especially look at the Free Nations book. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, than maybe. Though. And if you look nope. at, I think if you look at the company as a whole, you know, from what Battlefront have been putting out, it's some stuff is going to have to be a little bit thinner. They've only got so much resource. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, especially two guys. Yeah, two guys in the design team at the end of the day. So it's like, still, well, I, I would like to see a proper folks, uh, a proper um, VDV book in the future, like Afghanistan expanded to have all the cool. BMDs and ASU 85s. Maybe have the Polish as an option in there with the Polish Air, but uh, um, I say division brigade inside. And yeah, a naval book would be really good because I think I said this multiple times the naval infantry in the Soviets had T 55s. Those T 55s had the first working um, active missile defense system. 
So it detects a missile coming in, it shoots out basically um, a, a shotgun-style canister to blow away the missile. Um, they basically, it was the first stab at it. Um, it it kind of worked, it was basically expensive. They worked out ER, ERA armor was cheaper and went with that in the long run. And then came back to active missile defense in the, in the 2000s when the, all the computers were there. But it's, it's quite a novel thing and make for an interesting twist on the T-55. So this T-55, it actually shrugged off Milan hits because it just blows <laughs> out the sky before it hits. Well, that'd be cool. The, the other thing I think, sorry, just to bring it back around, is that I, I think this is the first... Well, one of the first examples I think we got in Team Yankee where they've got the split stats, and I think they've really, really yeah. used them well. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've had it before, but this is this is now into like the version four territory where I think they were learning, you know, uh, through the Desert Rats and um, Africa Core books and things like that on how to best use these new, um, this new sort of, I guess, design space that they've created. Yeah. And then this this is I think a, a fantastic example of just like we said, they're the same tanks, but that doesn't mean they're the same. Not all T seventy twos are created equal. Yeah. Um, and those those remount and those counterattack values, where they've they've tweaked them slightly to represent you know national um, sort of characteristics, if you like, have really added some different dynamics based on the same uh, same chassis, the same hull. And I think that's 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 to be lauded, and and hopefully um, we'll be able to see some more of that because I, th- I really like that where you, you just and again that goes back to the fate of nation thing. I think because yeah. we we noted that in 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 there that the split stats are very very well. Um, yeah, very well thought through. I think is probably the the best way to put it. It's some it's something mechanics have always allowed for, but like I say, I think version going from Team Yankee to version four, they seem to embraced it, and now we're seeing it flow back into Team Yankee, which is really good. Cause I think it does make for more interesting units, with rather than the old days of just being a veteran. Yeah, you know, a reluctant yeah. veteran. We now have. I'm reluctant veteran, but actually, I don't. I, I'm not going to give up ground. So you go. No, I'm just. I'm gonna, my counterattacks will be actually better. That kind of thing. Which obviously back in the day we used to do with special rules and that kind of thing. I think that's why yeah. I like split stats. Everything you're seeing here would just have been a special rule, which you have to remember that kind of thing. And now it's just a number on the card. Yep. So yeah. So I'm I'm uh, doing. Uh, my Soviets are becoming Polish. Yep. Versus taking up the uh, the new books. Well, Duncan, you're going checks, weren't you? I'm hoping to go checked, yeah. So, um, because I've got, I think I've got something like 24 or 30 T72s knocking around. I, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> mistakes were made. Well, I think um, this, is the, this is the book for you. <laughs> I don't even, I can't even tell you why. I mean, it's just an all an accident, frankly. You can um, whatever you want, obviously. You oh, obviously, obviously. And I, I, I got the BMP1s and I thought, well, they do BMP2s, don't they, as well? So I yeah. probably should have some of them um so i've got both those as infantry formations as well so um for me i, I just think it's a different I, I yeah i'm not great i don't think with elite forces which is ironic seeing my warfare list which we'll talk about in a minute um but i i think that it just yeah it just gives you more flexibility and it almost a bit more leeway with the checks where you could make a error and they're a little bit more forgiving just because they're numbers but I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm interested to try them out. To be honest, um, that's a good point. I mean, the five plus morale only only matters when you're down to the last two tanks. So if you have ten tanks to start off with, yeah, it's like I don't care. I'm paying, I'm paying a premium here for a start. I don't care about that's exactly. It. And the remount only matters if you're not dead. Dead. Yeah. And <laughs> the T62M, you're either dead or you're going. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, is it two plus most of the time? Isn't it the yeah. the 
Yeah, so you'll be you'll be surprised how many how many ones I can roll on a two plus firepower check. So yeah, we can well, just trust your dice rolling, Lee. We're not always going to be. That's <laughs> you've lured us into a full sense of security, Lee. That's, that's the it, problem. That's it. I'm taking one for the I'm taking I'm taking one for the NATO team. That's it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so I think I think we'll agree. We actually yes, there are limitations limitations to it, but we do like the check and poll books for what they are. I think that's what we're yes. going to say. Yes, 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 exactly. Uh, yes, viewed through that lens and um, given that context, I think that they 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 do offer something, and I think um, it would be um, yeah, inopportune to just poo-poo them. Yeah, and besides Dana, I, we'll forgive all for Dana because it looks so sexy. It's just awesome. It, and the RM70. The RM70. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think in fact, mm. I think we could all be a bit disappointed if the Soviets didn't just license build the Dana for themselves. Because I'd love to have those in the Soviet force. Can you take it, uh, can you take them as a cross attachment at all? No, because they're not uh, uh, they're not a formation. Can you, can you take an allied formation and their force support? So you have to, that's why I'm saying a check a check from a check force with um, Soviet support is probably the way might be go. Yeah, right. Excellent. So on to our next session, and it's our new one. It's our we've got a couple of funky name. Um, unfortunately, all the questions are quite positive, so I can't use readers' wines, which is what I was hoping. <laughs> Um, so we're going to actually go we're just going to call it readers questions right now and we'll come up with a better title before the next podcast what, is, we'll, it, is it called uh, when Phil Yates, Phil Yates is busy yeah. <laughs> Ask, at Phil Yates yes <laughs> at, at breakthrough there you go um, we'll, we'll, it's, it's, it's a work in progress we'll come up with something um, yeah so Fez largely threw us up where any of us realised he was going to do it and it's a play the blind there because we have at least well, about five questions came in before we closed it. A few came in afterwards. Ben, ben wasn't there to say no, so I just I just did it. Yeah, better to ask for um, ask forgiveness rather than ask permission. We always go with that. Your honour. You're <laughs> 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 yeah, lord. Right, so um, we have two questions from Vincent. The first one, he was asking about what we think about the French and Team Yankee. You know, play, how do we play the French and Team Yankee? Unfortunately, none of us in the podcast actually play French. Um, well, Rich, Mark, Rich does. Well, Rich not the podcast, yeah, but he's on the podcast. Mark, oh, he's not Mark, on the podcast, sorry. Mark, this bit, and um, Rich both play it. And they, I, I just pointed out to Mark he needs to write an article, which he said, oh, I'll get round to it. <laughs> so um, hopefully hopefully we'll cover that in print form in, in the future. Post-shaming um, him. What, yeah. what, what are your thoughts, though? Just I know we, we talked very, very briefly about them when they were yeah, around so in the Free Nations. I still, I, I yeah, still think they, they are interesting counterparts of Brits and that they have the Milan span element. They've got a bit more a land, you know, French land to it, so it's... Uh, uh, the armored cars were the more interesting part of that um, list as well. Yeah. I think it's one, of those, it's one of those armies. If you know what you're doing with them, you can probably get some really good results out of it. You know, using the skill checks, use your speed, flank, hit the sides. You just got to be very conscious of your five plus morale. So don't take needless risks. Don't get shot. Basically, Is that, yeah. that's always that's always a good thing in a war game. Don't get shot. Don't get that's, shot. What's the what's their hit rating? Is it four still? Like all the native. Yeah, so and that's your best armor. Armored armor cars are scouts, so if you're not shooting, you're generally going to be even harder to hit. Yeah. <laughs> right, his second question, though, we can probably do more of, which is um, Do you think Africa Corps, the book, is still a viable option? Ooh, and, yes. Right, I think after Crawley and what, Mar- what was it, Martin? Yeah, Martin, Martin, Martin did. Martin. So, 90, the, the introduction of the um, 90th light cards, plus the Italian allies have. Get brought new life to Africa, in my opinion. Yep. 
I, I, I still think it's a very viable list. I mean, there's bits in there that... I mean, we've had this talk, haven't we, Eddie, about Panzer 4s and they're probably not the most yeah. um, efficient use of points. But Lee's right. You, you don't take Panzer 4s in. You take some Eventis or, or M1341s. And I I, th- I think that they're still very good for what they do. They're, they're, they're Germans, after all. Um, you know, they're hit on 4s. Um, their anti-tank rifle is still, I think, one of the best um, yeah. deterrent to tank assault. Um, especially the thumping. Points baseball is, is surprisingly effective. Yeah, 87 is horrible. Yeah. I mean, like against Stuart, it's just a nightmare. It's like, <laughs> just that's a, that's a kind of thing. It just, it just gets the two hits and then that's the assault stopped. Yeah. Yeah. I think, mm, I, I don't know, to give Battlefront um, a break, to be honest, I don't know what they, you know, they obviously did Armored Fist. I, I don't know what they would have done differently in a second German book they hadn't already done in their first, you know, the first iteration, if that makes yeah. sense. I mean, I think so we'll, we'll be doing this just basically like like they, like they said you can up copying what they just done in Stalingrad by adding the grenadiers and that, that that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <coughs> but I think I think there's still there's definitely still mileage in, in the actual books. Um, I, th- I think there's still some inherent problems um, with the Germans uh, playing as a German. Um, but there's nothing that I don't think they're they're grotesquely um, out of sync with the other books, especially if you're playing. So let me put this right. If you're playing in period um, and playing um, with reasonable assumptions about what you're going up against, I think they're still strong. I think they might struggle a bit more in an opening, you know, blue versus we have, we blue. Have with Soviets, it could be yeah, all like you say, go red on red, that kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly, red on red, or dealing with something that's not quite in theatre. In theatre, I, 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 I have no, I have no compunction about going up against anything. Um, it's it's generally the Brits are okay. I haven't actually played too much the the Americans, but um, the bits I have played against Eddie, that was still a close game, wasn't it? It was, yeah, very close. And I know it's tank destroyers, which is slightly different, but they're they're a different problem all of their own. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I think it's still a good book. Um, what I, I would be interested to see is some more command cards. In all honesty, I'm I'm slowly warming to command cards. I must admit, after I I, I, I am I am coming around to them. I think there's still stuff you could do. There's still stuff you could do in, in the. In the, in the <laughs> and there's still stuff. I still prefer have a, a bigger book. Um, but I, there is stuff you could do to bring in more command cards and to do stuff we haven't covered. I mean, one of the great, mm-hmm. great things was what uh, Martin was doing by using the Lorraine Schlepper battery to, as a stand-in for the Bisons. And yep. those Bisons were horrendous that entire tournament. They must have killed more than a Bison ever did historically, because he, <laughs> yep. he wiped me with them in my game. Apparently, we did really well in one of his later games with them as well. And it's just like a little two-gun battery. It's unassuming. Yep. You sort of look at it, and it's just like reaping a whirlwind of destruction, that thing. <laughs> Again, all I, that was was it was taking what you already had and saying, well, it's the same gun basically. Yeah, same it might gun. look a bit different, but and yeah. the vehicles weren't terribly dissimilar. You look at the, I mean, we look at their um, version two, version three stats. Um, the Bison had slightly better armor and wasn't slow, but it was overloaded. Yeah. Still. and it had a whole machine gun, but the whole machine gun you probably never used. The armor they up, they up the armor as lowering schlepper to make it two rather than one. That closes that gap. And he didn't really move enough for the slow to be a, to be a big hindrance. So, yeah, it, no. kind of, it worked really nicely. It really okay. did. I think there's a so lot of I... that in, in Flames of War, in, this, in the new version. Mm-hmm. Just just a lot of the the differences between the previous stuff and the multitude of different models isn't as great as people kind of imagine. 
yeah. really want to use particular models for particular units. I, mean, I showed you the marine list. You can kind of find a way to represent it without having to have a completely different list, which isn't yeah. all that different in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. that's the kind of thing. Well, that's kind of what's got me around the command cards, using the command cards in an intelligent way to create lists that, you know, Battlefront probably won't get around touching for quite a while. I like mm-hmm. the guy who was going to use um, the Germans to do Hungarians, that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He'd already said about, can I use, um, is it Serenis? Are they late war? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought you mean the Toldies, probably. Toldies, that's it, sorry. Yep. I think that is. As uh, Panzers. And it's like, well, yeah. And actually, you know, people have started to embrace that. I think I thought, saw something today, yesterday, where someone's done a, a 38T card for mid war. Yes. Yeah. For the up armored version. Great. Yeah. Brilliant. We'll have a look at it. I mean, it's Battlefront. I've already said if people want to invest the time and effort to do these things and they feel it's important, then they'll look at them and they'll release them. I mean, we, we had we had Brian at the tournament, didn't he? He used bishops. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't. He had, he had a Valentine <laughs> army and the, the artillery yeah. element was more Valentines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was, so it was really good. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that answers that question. So next one was Chris Evans. What is your opinion on point set for the foreign Israeli forces? Is it too expensive Ooh. or not? So this is Good one. question. The first few games against Fez, I probably would have said, yes, Israelis are horrendously reprised. Um, the second game against Fez and the game against Duncan, it feels like, no, I was just really crapping how I chose my army. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel the Israeli infantry uh, earned its points. Um, I, I think I'm still coming to the point that a Magak is more of a support tank for an army of Magaks, is probably the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like I say, it's no different to a King Tiger. Statler-wise, it's almost no different to a King Tiger. So uh, I think the problem, what? like I say, is just get when you get. It's just whenever you get an expensive tank versus lots of cheap small tanks, and that's, and that's the same in any. Well, same in version three, same in version four. It's always giving it away. Yeah, but then, yep. but then conversely, when you have that expensive tank versus my medium, moderately priced tanks, it was having a well of a time. There's still no competition. You know that. Yeah. The Magax destroys them. Yeah. The other thing so, we haven't seen is the Magax versus infantry. Not yet. You know, no. where, where infantry are, you know, potentially struggling a bit more to do brutal, something. Brutal hash rounds, that kind of thing, yeah. 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 So, um, I think it's easy to say these rays are too expensive. I think if you're using them right, using all that stuff that warrants their cost, the skill, the high motivation... The high, obviously, the high raw stats of the M60, all the all the show ads, as they mm-hmm. Then I think they're worth the points. It's just if you if you use them in a half hour's way and not maximising the, the benefits you're paying for, then yeah, it always gives you overpriced. Yeah, I think uh, the only thing that I don't know if it's historical or not, but the only thing that I do think that you know from playing the Egyptians and, and I'll, I'll probably get rid of them is is to drop down just to the twenty T34s. Okay. Having thirty-one in a formation, I think, is is, is a little too much. Yeah. But the ironic thing is, when you did it, we all thought it could be awful, and it's just like it, we were, we really did sort of blunder into that one. So yeah. we all thought well, we had to, to talk about doing ninety-six of them because it's like don't do it; those will be horrible. But that's yeah, it might be that might be. <laughs> but again, they've not come up against an Israeli. Um, infantry force. They've come yeah, up yeah. against the most, the most expensive attack yeah. formation. So we are spitballing a little bit, 
but I think you're right. Uh, what is interesting though is I'd like to I'd like to see people's opinion on what points level game to play. Yeah, actually as well, because I, I don't I don't think yeah. we have got that dialed in. Because the thing is, I never play 100 points of Team Yankee because it always just ends up being massive amount of forces. We've been playing 100 points of FOA and it seems to seems to work. I, I, have you guys felt it is massively? Well, I'm, I, I've been impressed. That's what I was saying about the rule set and how fast it plays. Yeah. Um, I think we're blessed with the cards as well. Uh, I think that, you know, those those unit cards, um, I, I, I think I was probably not a great advocate of those to start with, but actually having those on the table in my little book and leafing through them just to see what I need to, to do each each turn rather than... Uh, it's the same principle as having a, a quick reference sheet, I know. But... Um, I found them really quick. I mean, what did we play that that 110 point game in? Like, what, two and a half hours, three hours top, like, including setup and everything. Yeah, I mean, we, we none of those games particularly long. I think the game versus you was probably longer than any of the games versus Feds. But I mean, that's, mm-hmm. we, we had a later start anyway, so it's hard to judge. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I think the I think playing like say a higher point seems to work in Foen more than so more it does in Team Yankee. Yeah, I think that's probably true, and I think that also depends on what period you're playing. If you're yes. gonna, if you're gonna decide, uh, as you know, this back to the social contracting, I'm paying, I'm playing, you know, seventy three versus, um, you know, the earlier periods. Um, yeah. Then, then you know, you'll need those higher limits, I think, because the tanks aren't, they're not cheap, and you do probably want them. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's a great question actually, in terms of where do we think it's landed. I, I think it's. I actually said, I think that the the release of it all in one in one go as one book, um, and I mean we talked about it before. The authors being very open about some of the decisions they made. Um, it's been a it's been a great release as far as I'm concerned. Like it's it, yeah. it's really surprised me actually. I wasn't I wasn't 100 percent sure, but um, really got into it. Mm-hmm. I say I mean, if this is how they did Osprey thing, it bow it bows quite well. I think it's mm-hmm. one of, it seemed to seem to work better than um. Um, it's been less contentious, probably because the whole helicopter thing and um, sort of got in the way a lot of it. But yeah, so they're going to do this early war, do an early war Osprey release, and I'm I'm up for it. Maybe um, and um, Great War, obviously, it's kind of your good yeah. Great War. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that that'll be I'll be very very interested to see how that that pans out because um, it's not a million miles away in terms of the number of um, units that need to be compiled and all that kind of stuff than than what we've seen in Fate of a Nation. So yeah. that's going to be extremely interesting. Okay. So next question: What can the Americans do in mid-war versus the new Eastern Front books? Um, no, that's say, a good question. Yeah, I mean, it is. So, <laughs> obviously, you have to say what's come, what's what they face in the Eastern Front that's going to be different. That's going to be like say KV tanks. Yep. Um, mass Valentines is another thing. A, a lot of artillery. Yeah, the T thirty four is just a good all-round tank. But I mean, as you were saying, Fez, it's just like in day, it's Sherman's M10, same as it is for everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, having the range on the M10s and the extra AT, you know, to actually worry the front armour mm-hmm. on these things is 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 huge because you're not going to miss. No, yeah. you're really not. It's, I mean, they're a bugger to shift, but yeah, you need. What's the front armour of the Valentine Six? Six, same as T34. Yeah, and the Sherman. It's going to be the range as well. You need to be able to take them out of range. Yeah, I think because but, um, that's essentially seven then. Yeah. So, but I mean, the Sherman's rocking anti-tank ten. Mm-hmm. 
So, and, and obviously the, the uh, M10's rocking uh, tank 12. 12 off the top of my yeah. head. So, I mean, yeah. both, both those weapon systems are going to be killing Valentine's T-34s at range. And obviously, against the KV, it's only going to be the M10s doing it. But that's still... They're still what can be... You think there could be more than, say, five KVs in an army for how good they are? No, because you only have one. You can only have the one platoon. Yeah, yeah. so exactly. So it's literally you've got, you got a hard limit of five KVs, yeah. And like I say, and you've got uh, eight shots from, from an M10 platoon. They're, gonna be all, they're practically always going to be hitting. And it's, it comes down to tank 12 versus the front armor. Eight is it for a KV or seven? Eight, I think. Eight yeah. Behind. Yeah, so... What about the um, US infantry? Because I, I, I know that's not particularly um, on vogue at the moment. But they, they have the bazookas still, don't they? The ARPs and stuff. They do, but they're not as good. The, the main thing, the main threat of bazookas was in, in assault rather than shooting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's all changed, yeah. It's all now it's all changed because they're small stands. They're, they're yeah. getting on one worse than you are before. Okay. Uh, so that's not good. And the 37 is going to be no deterrent, is it? Really? <laughs> No, no. Let's face it. Okay, that's interesting. It, yeah, so I think, like I say, I think the, the Americans have still have an answer. Like I say, you just going for your your Gucci kit in terms of like the M10, the M4. But I don't play them, so I'll defer the feds on this. And he seems to agree. So. Yeah, we've well, got time on target <laughs> with your artillery as well. So yep. you're catching catching the big hordes of guys in the open. You know, priests can make a nice mess. Yep. Um, you've got your air support. Yeah. Um, oh, because machine guns in the war. Yeah, I can't drop yeah. bombs of shit, but I can shoot you up with fifty cows yeah. all the day long. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They work really well, especially against gun teams that are sneakily trying to reposition. Yeah, as, you, as you showed me when we played our M88 pointless. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, everything in the American list has got is bedraggled with with, with machine guns. Like, oh yeah. Know, so. The big horse infantry you still got to get past a lot of machine gun shots. So, do you do you think the artillery is compulsory at that point though for the US? Do you think you need some kind of template? I know most armies, you know, do, but do you think that the US need that for shifting huge amounts of infantry? I think you do, um, especially if you're playing with tanks. Um, you probably went for the smoke anyway against most people, and let's say the it's HG. Not really be- the smoke. It's more just. You know, the thing that terrifies me is the player sitting in a building on an objective. Mm-hmm. Infantry. Because there's nothing you can do. You can't assault them with tanks. They've gone to ground. They've got fire, bulletproof cover. Mm, okay. Yeah. Sitting there just sort of pot-shotting away. Whereas what you really want to do is just range a template in and actually... You know, repeat it, yeah. Repeat it, yeah. Or, top- or get the target like, then repeat it. And then repeat it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because Americans, I say Americans still have the artillery advantage when it comes down to it. Yeah, that's still that's still gross as it was. And these days, like say, been. even your mortars are getting all that, which yeah. is obviously never yeah. used to. And like say, firepower four and an eighteen millimeter mortar, it can still do a lot with it. So, yeah, I mean, you have got the T thirty platoon, haven't you? You got the eighty one mil mortars, and you've got either the priests or one oh fives. So you've got a lot of you've got a lot of template option. That's what other you know. I think at that point you might even be considering taking two at least because the mortars are cheap and I think the T30s aren't particularly expensive, are they? But the yeah, so I mean that's a lot of you know ranging in and smashing things. I think you're right, Eddie. Yeah, yeah, they're a good they're a good little list. Yeah, it's a good question, Roy. 
Okay, so next one, Stefan. What are your thoughts on the Soviets? Any recommendations? Well, Valentine seems to be popular. <laughs> and, and don't invade them in the winter. Yeah, don't invade them during the winter. That's always a good one. I, I, I'd say I think I think the Soviets have got a lot of options. I know Mark um, Mark G's been doing a lot of looking at the infantry options. Yeah. So I think he, having, he really rates the seventy uh, fives, doesn't he? The artillery seventy yeah. fives. Yeah. I think most people. I think most people are saying don't bother mm. the anti tank ones. Go with the artillery ones. All right. So next question is Hammy. Long time listener, I've seen. First time caller. First time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Asking heavy tanks. How do you deal with them if you're Soviets? You take them. Yeah. <laughs> I think. We, we, so you, I think that Tisnaris here. Either you're doing red versus red, in which case you both got KVs tanks. It's going to be funny watching you both run into each other. Or you're, or you're playing Germans, in which case it's just going to be one of them, and you can just ignore it. So it's um. Or, or, I don't know. Or take swarms of T-34s and drive around the side as you always do. Yeah, we've got, like I said, the other option was church, um, a Brit, taking on a British Churchill army. And I guess that's got, you got um, side armour of, what, seven or something? So, yeah. Yeah, so, it's eight, 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 seven, I think. It, I know, it is heavy, but it's yeah. not as... Yeah, we, I was talking about to Luke about this because we were talking about um, the, the pitfalls of 17-pounders in the desert and whether they were, quote-unquote, necessary. And... Um, I think, that, yeah, largely speaking, if, if you've got Soviet um, heavy tanks, you're right. If you're playing red versus blue, you've got to worry about, what, a Tiger? Yeah. So you kind of let it do what it's going to do, I think, and break what's around it because it's 29 points of your army. And it's, it's not part of your formation. So, yeah, it's just yeah. like you, you're going to have some sort of weakness in your formation to pay for that Tiger. Yeah, absolutely. I think that <clears> um, it's a third of your points. Pretty much, whatever game you're playing, it's a, roughly a third. Yeah. So you just got to work out a way of managing it, I guess. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not like the um, Soviets are lacking for high net tank. You got their um, 57 millimeter, which is what eight tank eleven, five yeah. powerful plus. Plus, like I say, think... you could have a whole horde of T34s, which are eight tank nine, or yep. go for these long barrels, which are eight tank ten. <laughs> or just ignore it. Or just go back to just ignoring it, yeah. Well, the other thing is, it's, it's going to do one or two things. And, you know, based on Crawley, a little bit of actual in-play experience, um, the Tiger's either going to hoon it towards a, a, an objective and try to sort whatever's on it, or it's going to try and pick off high-value targets. So if you deny it the high-value targets, it's going to be, what, killing a Valentine? It's not. <laughs> I know, that sounds dismissive, but genuinely, like, I, I did that a couple of times, and it was the most dispiriting thing. I'll fire twice. Oh, look, I've hit once. Oh, yep. I've killed a Valentine. Oh, good. Right. It's going to take me forever. eight to go. <laughs> exactly. Before it has any benefit. Exactly. So a lot of the time, I was actually using it like an assault tank, um, which has inherent weaknesses as well. Um, you know, I, I suppose it, it is what it is. I mean, I think there's always been this thing about heavy tanks and just manage them rather than try and kill them even. Yeah. 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 Okay, I mean, the last question coming in, just literally as I posted, uh, we're just winding up on it, was uh, Mike Everett, one of my guys in Brighton, who always used to name check me on his podcast. It feels like I should redo his. Asking FN Foul or AK 47. Choose carefully. Famas. Famas. Always go with Famas. I think that's. <laughs> who doesn't know a ballpup? I mean, come on. It, lo- it looks sci fi. It is, it is sci fi. <laughs> 
or failing that, I think I think I think having baked in the fan stuff, I'm going to go FN every time. But I uh, but yeah, I'd go FN, FN anyway cause... for me as well. I mean, just the bigger caliber, or bigger round, you know, yeah. just more punch once, behind it. Once a glorified submachine gun, the other one's a proper battle rifle. This was like yes. <laughs> battle yeah. rifle. I love, I love the term battle rifle. It's just like this. It sounds like something you want to club someone to death with. Well, you um, can. Foul, you really could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can also poke their eyes out before you shoot them. It's that long. What was it? Snatch in the, the Guy Ritchie one, isn't it? Heavy is good. Heavy is reliable. <laughs> so there you are. So I think I think our first run at a readers' question section worked quite well. We'll probably yeah. revisit this in the future. And, and there wasn't half the abuse I expected. No, no, it's actually, I, I actually must say, all the questions that came in, there's a few that came in, so apologies to Tony, Adam, um, and Luke, uh, I think Luke's is more philosophical question, by the way, saying, yeah, so we'll, we'll, say we'll, we'll pick up this again, we'll try and be able to do it a bit more in advance to the actual podcast next time, Good. but it worked well for 20 minutes, ah, let's just throw this in. <laughs> yeah. Good questions as well, in all, I, yeah. in all seriousness. Yeah. Some, some real ones to ponder over, which is good. Right, so finally, we, we're now going to look what's coming up. We're going to look into our crystal ball and say what we're we doing over, before we do the next podcast, hopefully a bit quicker than the last podcast. Uh, I think the big one is you two and Ben going to Warfare. Yes, yes. indeed. Yes. Finally, the, the tournament that I bought a ticket for months ago is now on the doorstep. <laughs> Which uh, is going to be mainly me selling everything I own in the bring and buy sale. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the way you, you somehow got into buying Flames of War Futures. You're, you're speculating on the market, picking off the cheap stock. <laughs> well, you know, it's... it's, it's Buy cheap so high. It's, it's a, it's a, yep. it's, it's a cornerstone of capitalism. It's because I, I miss it from my previous job of being a games buyer. That's what it must be. It's just... <laughs> it's the ability to buy stuff cheaply and sell it for a profit, so... Uh, is that capitalist Russians that he's trying to emulate? Is that what that one? Yeah, that was his capitalist. Okay. My best, my best tracksuit and uh, <laughs> a gold well, chain. If anyone's going to warfare, Eddie will be the one with his own stall. Uh, he'll be running between <laughs> games, trying desperately to well, <laughs> service last, your needs at the same time. Last, last, <laughs> I had to apologise. I think I was playing, um, I was playing Lawrence or no, Playing someone last year, and I had to take a phone call in the middle because some guy wanted to buy my twenty-two bolt action Panthers. Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm like, I'm really sorry. I've got to take this. This phone call's worth five hundred quid. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, so it's that's uh, that's it's a great show. As if anyone hasn't been, the show itself is fantastic. Um, the Reading War Games Association do a great job at running a lot of different. Uh, tournaments having a lot of different traders the brigand buys is really well run and there's a great chance of getting something something for everyone in it um but obviously we're doing the the flames of war mid-war tournament at the uh, mm. 88 points saucy yep 88 88 odd points it's a yeah it's a weird one guys no, it's not a weird one it's not a weird one if you're not playing mid-war 88 oh. is number that springs to everyone's mind it's, it's the, the 88 it's... I know and now thinking that I should rewrite my list and just see how many 88 caliber <laughs> well I, I had I had um, how many 90 millimeter caliber weapons can you get in apparently the answer is four against, <laughs> uh, against Rex who is um, three lances oh, yeah. and this one 90 millimeter anti-aircraft gun oh. 
Hey, um, no, against Stuart, it's just like, fine, you overkill me and spend all those points. <laughs> I, think, I think it should be a rule that if you have twice, if your AT is twice the front arm of the vehicle you're shooting, you hit the one behind as well. <laughs> or just shoot through it. Yeah. <laughs> that means most guns are going to do that to my Stuart, you realise that. <laughs> exactly. even, even a two-pounder will do that in Tank 7 versus my front armour 3. <laughs> <laughs> I see a flaw in the logic. I will get at least three times, I think. It will only be like uh, McGrant doing it. So. <laughs> the, the only reason I was telling the 88 points weird is the 40% break. Yeah, it, it is, I must admit, that's the thing I'm running to is try and work out my... There's a skill to it. There is definitely a... Yeah, I completely failed it. So. <laughs> oh, I, I failed miserably. I, I had, I had I about five off. platoons off the top. Oh, I had more off. I, I didn't have more off than more on, but... Um, I certainly wasn't optimised for getting the six percent. I think I had about fifty-four percent on because it's just the way it, I just, the visions came down in the end. Having, having said that, I do because we had a little bit of a chat, didn't we, about uh, on the, the group chat about um, point sizes, and I do like the way that it's shifting around. I used to love that when you know almost every year there's a new quote-unquote standard, yeah. like point level, and it makes it does make it interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, only, it's an advisory thing, but you can, you, yeah. if you want to take it, you can, you can do it. It's, it's, it I think it's up to the TO, didn't they? It, make, it makes different styles of this more viable. Some, some yes. armies work at certain points levels and really struggle at others. Yeah. I, I just like it's resetting the puzzle, to be honest. You know, you, you might have solved the 88-point puzzle, but, well, hello, 73 points. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> Riddle of points. Yeah. So, what are you guys taking anyway? Meh. <laughs> 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 what um, are we taking, Eddie? Um, the German Panzers. Uh, yep. I'm going east front because I really want to paint some grey uh, Panzers. Uh, and I'm going to show um, it's going to be a Panzer three company, but the sec of, of up armoured Panzer threes, uh, simply because I think the up armoured Panzer three looks awesome and mm-hmm. doesn't get enough love. Panzer 3L. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm penalising myself there with a, a, a suboptimal core formation. <laughs> the second the second team is going to be Panzer 4s because they definitely don't get enough love. Yeah, but what kind of Panzer 4s? Oh, stubbies. Yeah, yeah, short ones. Yeah. Short Panzer 4s. Um, so I've got one Panzer 4 HQ, uh, sorry, Panzer 3 long up-armoured HQ, a platoon mm-hmm. 3, Panzer 4, uh, Panzer 3s, platoon of 3, Panzer fours. Um, then the other formation platoon I have is four Panzer twos, for a bit of recce and machine gunning. And I love Panzer two. It's, yeah, it's they're not... so they're, they're very cute, especially next to a uh, the tiger, which is the final <laughs> platoon. <laughs> so combined arms approach of all tanks. <laughs> yep. Well, it's twelve tanks, you know. Well, no, Eddie's trying to sell the, the, the three pounds of four shorts as, uh, as armoured artillery, which I'm well, not... Well, this is true, because they, they can bombard, can't they? They can, yes. They can. So you can have them pre-ranged and start... What's the range of them, 48 or something? It's relatively short. I think yeah. it's 40. That's not yeah. a long... I think, it's, I think it is 48. But they yeah. have got a four plus five plan. Yeah. Uh, firepower, I think, even. And it's going to be some missions where you can start ranged in actually get, you know, like a repeat bombardment right from the start. I'll be, you have to be careful how you place them in that, but... Uh, it's yeah. not to be. It's not to be sniffed at. Put it that way. Especially got no other artillery. Yeah, and and also they're not they're not slouchy direct fire, and they have all the machine guns as well, and yeah. mobile. Yeah, they still have Panzer Four at the end of the day, right? Yeah, exactly. So 
I just think they look cool, the little stubby barrels. And the... I, I love the, I love the little Panzer IV Fs. I mean, I, I got them in my army as well. Just. Um, but yeah, no, it's, the idea is, is those and the Panzer III's go on the board. Mm-hmm. They have reserves. The Tiger and the Panzer II's go in reserve. Right. Because in that way, in theory, when they come on, I'll either have a butt-ton of machine gun shots that can go whiz off and deal with some infantry, or I can have a big scary Tiger that rolls on the board and messes up someone's <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's not 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 a min max list by any means. It's just something a bit different, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more than if if I can temper my overzealousness with the the play, it's definitely one that I think has to play at range. So with the other yes. hand of three, yeah. I think by staying in that extra standoff distance, I think. They'll actually do all right in most tank on tank fights. Do they go to a six? Is the up arm a six, isn't it? Front arm a six. Yeah. Front arm a six. Five. But it's also, they've got the long barrels. They've got the extra. Yeah. Um, four, in- four inches of range and plus one. Two inch. Yeah. yeah. 32 inches. 28. 28. Yeah. 28, isn't it? There's lots you can do with extra four inches. Well, so. no one's ever complained about having an extra four inches, let's face it. Well, mm, <laughs> uh, might be so. backing away from that. So um, I think the Panzer threes probably getting in range, and then if they're advancing, basically shooting, uh, blitzing backwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Follow me backwards. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let me do it. You know, if you, if hey. you're always having to, you know, because you you stay out of their blitz move to get in range. Mm-hmm. You're yep. always going to be a bit long range if they're moving tactically towards you. So what you're saying is this is going to be a game of patience. Yeah, which means I'm probably going to lose because you'll get bored oh, in charge. Because that's what happens when I do try and do a game of patience. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, as well, with the game of patience, it's only by having the smaller units. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just my turn to be very quick. Which would probably be good if I'm running around setting things in the. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, I think that um, playing a small elite force like that and playing it. Pit- playing it quickly and being in tune with it puts pressure on your opponent as well. Yeah. Because you, you can hammer through your turn and you haven't had it over any time very to think quickly. or anything like that yet. Exactly. I think there is, there is definitely a, a psychological effect of that. So that's worth playing on, especially if you're trying to do that, that whole bait and switch type thing of, you know, playback and yeah, I think it's definitely got some, it's got some legs. I know I'm taking the mick out of the, um, Panzer fours, but I think they could be a, a little hidden gem in there as well. I think well, they I think could if, come. If in. The Panzer IVs are sitting there and they actually get on target and start pounding away. The Panzer threes are harassing at range. It puts the pressure on the other guy to kind of either play my game, which I've got an advantage of playing at range, yep. and wait for the Tiger and Panzer twos to come on, or to kind of rush forward try to deal with me. Um, in which case, he leaves the back end open for. Tiger and the Panzer three, Panzer twos to come on. So, hmm. it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't think it'll be super effective, but it'll be fun. I think. And that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sanctioned fun or unsanctioned fun? Um, definitely Fez approved fun. Okay, uh, that's good. It's good to know. Unbridled. Um, oh, <laughs> unbridled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, but the main thing is, I've probably got about five or six days to paint the whole thing before Warfare. Um, and that is also my painting time for getting my Fate of a Nation stuff done. 
Uh oh. No, I've got no, because that's the end of the month, isn't it? Yeah. So I've got a week. The week after Warfare to get the Fate of the Nation stuff done. Uh, yes. Yeah. Twenty. Was it seventeenth? Yeah. You, it's only halfway yeah. through the month. Yeah. So that's uh, that's me. And the most important thing about the Tiger is because uh, I'm throwing the gauntlet down, Gosling. Yeah. Oh. I'm so so enthused by that. Well, no, it's only because I made. Well, I've, it's it's enforced. It's enforced stupidity on my part. So I, originally, I was going. I've been hurriedly painting and assembling, and goodness knows what nineties uh, light stuff with my Dianas. Yeah. And I don't know why it prompted me, but I was sitting there looking at it one evening while slapping some paint or something on on the Dianas, and went, "Hmm, I've only got small based anti tank rifles. Hmm, I probably should check to see if that's allowed. It's not allowed." It's not allowed at all. The, the options I had were to rebase them. And the problem I've got is that, bizarrely, my um, my uh, infantry company was not painted by me. It was painted by someone at the uh, Quiddy War Games Club for me, which was very kind of them at the time. But I can't match that style. And that's yeah. going to annoy me. Yeah. Um, and so I looked at it and went, oh, I could rebase them. Oh, I can't. Then they won't look right. Or I could just... Oh, I've actually bought the replacement... Um, what do you call it? 2.8 centimeter panzerbooshes, but they haven't arrived yet because they're coming direct because they're the special order ones. So they're right. just the panzerbooshes to, to supplement it. And I thought, well, they're not going to look all right either. <laughs> and then I thought, do I just blue tack uh, small base anti-tank rifles to a medium base? And then I looked at myself long and hard in the mirror and went, what are you, you disgust me. What is wrong with you? So I put that army away <laughs> and decided to build and paint a Panzer Three company, and then we decided to do the Tiger off, didn't we? So we're both taking we're both taking a Tiger, we're both taking Panzers, and we're going to see how well, we're going to do, see how long or how many times the Tiger dies and what the Tiger kills. Yeah, so it's like losses versus kills, kind of ratio, kill death ratio. So everything is going to become irrelevant other than this statistic now. So I don't oh. care. Yeah, I, no, for me, it is 100%. I don't oh, care if I lose every game. I don't care <laughs> what else I lose. Everything is entirely expendable apart from Tony the Tiger because um, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so my my list is at the moment, but mm, this is what it is at the moment. It is a work in progress because we had a very interesting conversation about um, escort tanks yes. and uh, yeah. making the Tiger unit basically your entire reserve yes. and i think there's definitely some mileage in that it's just trying to work out what else you can sort of manipulate to get that um that little mini unit if in if you like at the 37 point level um and also what it comprises of whether it's an up armored or a, or a short um 75 panzer three but um i think that's that's probably a longer discussion but um as it stands it's a panzer three uh the long version so uh, a j um, with uh, as the command, then it's four short uh, H's, then three short H's, and then another three short H's, um, two uh, two 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 armor cars, and a two two three armor car, and then the tiger. So I've got some recce. I haven't got artillery like Eddie's got, so that's yeah. that's problem number one. Um, but I have got a lot more holes. Yeah, it just shows how expensive those pounds of fours are. They really are. Um, yeah, I think I've got, I can't, how many is that? 10, 11. I've got 11 Panzer threes total at the moment. Armored, and the up armored Panzer 3s. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pricey. But I still think, so I've been trying to mani- you know move that around and see what I can work out to drop something out to get that eight point um, tanking with the Tiger to make it that 37. And, and that's your whole reserve. Because yeah. that, that definitely, 
you know, having again seen it live almost um, at, at Crawley, um, did make me think about reserves and that it's def- there is definitely an art form there that is that I need to get my head around working oh, yeah. out what doesn't go out into reserves. Hopefully, hopefully, by now, the article that I've written and it will be published by the time this comes out. So it's, it's, as soon as I can read it. Oh, you should read it. You totally should. Um, but basically, if you've got one unit in reserve, you're guaranteed your entire army by the third turn. Yes. That's, that's certainly the way to look at it, yeah. yeah. So, and I think that the other, the way that, that Tony worked as well was essentially coming screaming on from reserve um, and then just throwing himself at something. It was usually <laughs> whether it boiled down to was whether I could keep the rest of the company alive. Yeah. Um, long enough to let it's, to, it's basically a Tony delivery system let's face it um, it's like Terry Tate office linebacker it is it is 100% <laughs> you finish the drill you get some mole um, but yeah he, he really is he was a superstar he really was like they're so again this goes back to Hammy's question to some extent what do you do with it like, everyone just ignored him but he sat on an objective a lot of the time. And he actually won me a game against the Soviets doing that. Yeah. Because, um, you know, again, that armor four on a Panzer three is a lot better than shooting stuff on twos. So I had three KVs parked on a, on an objective or my objective, trying to take it against Panzer threes who were just sitting there going, Oh, please God, don't hit us. Um, and then the, the tiger was just rolling up and, and smashing some T-34s to, to take the objective on the other side. So I am. I'm. I, do you know what? Eddie's right though as well. It was a fantastic army to play. It was such fun, just because you, you sit sitting there going, "I've got thirty shots as well in my turn." <laughs> now, how the? How on earth do I maximise thirty shots to do what I need it to do? And that's a real interesting puzzle. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, I, I'm. I, at the moment, I think that's what I'm going to bear in mind that the deadline is what the fifth for warfare. I think we have to have yeah. everything submitted by the fifth. It's probably likely to be that, but um, I am going to have a little look. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll report back on uh, the Tiger success versus well, whoever. It's, it's a free format, isn't it? So um, um, yeah, I think it's just it's just um, where you are. Open game, so it'll be interesting. Hundred percent. With that said, I'm very tempted. I do have enough models. I think that I could take it both in grey and desert. Take two tigers. No, no, yeah. Well, yeah, I've got. Of course, I have. Um, <laughs> so to the point where I could just literally go, "Oh, we're playing on a desert board and swap the models out." <sighs> oh, that'd be good. It would, wouldn't it? That would. Uh, it depends. It depends if you sell your army halfway through the game. That's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that might be a real. There's a real danger of that occurring. I'm going to have to concede this game as I've now just... <laughs> as it's no longer my army to play with. Are you, are you going to walk around with a sandwich there was, board? There was a guy who did that. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Ben Ben would know who it was. Um, no, it was uh, Robin Spence. Oh, of course it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, he had his game on eBay. He had his army on eBay on the first day of the tournament, and it sold after game one. Oh my god! We basically played the tournament and posted it off on. The- <laughs> job done. Yeah, job done. Yeah, <laughs> the next project. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he painted like a demon, that man. Well, he, yeah, he was just done. Like he, he, paint an army, sell it. Paint an army, sell it. Do the yeah. same army again, then sell it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There's a guy at the Guildford Club who um, 
uh, Paul Townsend, who, who I, he, my first introduction to Flames of War was walking in and seeing 12 by 4 foot of board completely covered in Soviet models. Completely. They what? Graphic, yeah, like ridiculous amounts of Soviet models. Oh, is that the guy I spoke to when I was there? When he yeah, was talking yeah. about it? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's about 6 millimetres tall. We grew him 6 millimetres. Yeah. Um, he's, he, uh... He's not a heroic scale, then? No, he's not a heroic scale. He's a hero, he's just not a heroic scale. Um, <laughs> But he he made that board full of models by buying Soviets back when they were metal and resin, buying a platoon, painting it, selling it, buying two platoons, painting those, selling those, four platoons. So it was like the exponential rate painting to get to to where he got to. Um, And it didn't break him? No, because he's a hero. Wow, he really is. Yeah. He's, uh, That's insane. Yeah, and and also fantastic, fantastic painter. So that's why he oh, that... played really well, really quickly, which is why I hate him. I was gonna say, is that? Oh, he sounds sounds hellish. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Uh, luckily, oh no, he's making it worse. Luckily, he has crap dice, so we're all right there. Luck, I think. I thought he was coming in a complete package then. Yeah, well, he's only six millimeters tall as well, so. Oh, the Lord give it. Constant threat of being crushed by a model falling off a board or something. <laughs> Buried under a tree. Pop <laughs> <The> plant. <laughs> oh no! I, I, to be honest, as well, like um, on the cr- crawly thing, it's really got my major going for V4. So I'm really looking forward to Warfare. Not that I wasn't looking forward to it, but it's like I'm doubly looking forward to it now to actually just go and play stuff. Yeah. Because I think the way that you know, just the, the right of people's thought process, almost, and just seeing it on the table is going to be cool. Yeah, no, it should be good, especially now that we've got the extra couple of books out. Get a real smash mm. of lists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to hopefully be a broad church. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing some cool things as well. Yeah. Don't disappoint me, people. Looking forward to seeing this this sold out tournament. Hashtag Flames of War is dead. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. No, Negativity. But I thought people don't run Flames of War tournaments no, anymore. No, Eddie, events, Eddie. No. Yeah. All dying. It's all dying. It's all death. Black. What's for tea, mother? Pins. All right. I think. Is that? Are we done? I think we are. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh gosh, I got to remember what we say when we finish. Then. Oh, we got to shoot and scoot. We need a dice. I've got a dice. Yeah, I have dice here. So what's the score rate today? Well, we haven't got Ben. We, so, we, um, we are probably um, trained, but with a, a forced re-roll on successful passes <laughs> due to being out of command. Oh, or do we automatically fail? We're out no, of command. We automatically fail. We can't, be, we, we can't be issued an order for out of command. Oh, that's, yeah. That's what I mean. So, yeah, yeah. We, we, we have automatically failed. So, well done, Ben. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, we're worse than Syrians. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how he got on the government watch list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Worse than the not, yeah. not again. And that's why I signed the echelon officer. <laughs> oh, man. I just realised I hadn't rewritten the outro, so keep talking for a minute whilst I, I quickly create something. Uh, uh, it's the pad. No, it's, it's, it's this train, it's armor train record. Yeah, armor I train train bit, but I always change it. Right. Oh. Are we going to oh. roll? Have we rolled? Are we, are we padding? 
Oh, uh, I, so I rolled a four. So if we were doing, uh, if we were like being checks or polls, we would have just passed. Nice. Oh, good. Oh, what a se- what a backward segue. What a backward segue. It's a callback. It's a callback to early Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Armored Train Wreck of a podcast you've been listening to was Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War podcast from the team at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and was brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Hands of Fours, the numbers 113, and the hashtag, Where's Ben? Where are you, Ben? Just come back. We'll we're we're you... sorry. <laughs> this is how it looked. <laughs> <laughs> it's chaos. <laughs>